No, I have more than a right. I have more than a right to have an opinion. I have a responsibility to share my opinion. There's very few people on the planet that have as much education as I do. Very, very few. I earned my doctorate the hard way. I, did, I, I earned my PhD the hard way. Uh, I went through the schools. I went through the programs. I, I shed the tears. I dealt with the nonsense that you deal with in, in a, uh, a PhD program where there's no money at the end of the road for it. I dealt with the communist uh, uh, professors. Uh, you, you deal with um, uh, the, the hatred towards Jesus Christ. You deal with the hatred towards the Word of God. Uh, your own faith is questioned because the, 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 the dominant narrative is that everything that you or I believe in is utter garbage. The, the idea that Jesus Christ is anything more than some dude that walked around 2,000 years ago in, in dusty, sandy clothes and lied about who he was and, 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 and pretended to do miracles. That's what, that's what it is. The idea that God created the, the heavens and the earth in, in six days, <laughs> you might as well read the nursery rhymes. The idea that God made us perfect and complete in the image of God is, is, is like telling somebody uh, that rose is growing the moon. They would just look at you like, come on. And so you deal with the stuff, you deal with all the stuff, and, and, and you get through the program, and you've earned your PhD, and you've been <laughs> battered and beat up. But the good thing about that, the good thing about my PhD program is you dig down and, and find out what they truly believe, what they believe at, at, their, at their core of their being. And you study them. The doctorate degree is not in history. It's a, a doctorate of philosophy. It's a PhD. PH for philosophy, D for doctor. The field is history. And you understand very profoundly, very deeply what their fundamental presuppositions are. And I've written about that extensively. I've got, oh, a 30-page paper out there. And, and, it, and it underlines, and, and when, you, when you get down to that level, you, you understand that everything is based on faith. Everything is based on faith, and it's based on words. Everything is. Your intellectual life is based on, based on faith, and it's based on words. It's not based on fact. They talk about this. this is, there are no facts. You have a regime. You have a, a superstructure of thought. You have a superstructure of language. You have a superstructure of words. And those words, it, th th that language may be mathematical, the man who understands arithmetic lives in a different universe than the man can that, that, that can that can do calculus. It com it's a completely different world. And and so when I came out of that program, I was like, these guys got nothing. They're empty. They're bankrupt. These PhDs are bankrupt. The Western universities are utterly bankrupt because they've abandoned the Word of God. They've abandoned truth. They've abandoned Jesus Christ, and they set up their own little universe. 100% relativistic, if that, their universe of truth isn't any different than a universe that we're a byproduct of time and chance and we're, we're spinning endlessly through, it for, uh, through an infinite universe. Nothing is real. There's no up. There's no down. There's no right. There's no wrong. There's just power. And they write this. There's just power. And the power is based on language. Power is based on language. What you can say, what you can say. What's permitted, what's not permitted? Regimes, Foucauldian regimes. Michel Foucault. <laughs> Antonio Gramsci. 
And I've thought to myself, you know what? This is the world that we belong in as, as, as ministers of the gospel, as preachers of the gospel, as teachers, as people with ideas. We belong in the world of, of ideas and thought and language and logos. Who was the first there? It was Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. I wasn't even going to talk about this today. I don't know how I get off on, get off on these different tracks. It all started with the Word. It all started with the Logos. It's all about the Logos and the language and the narrative. And these modern, quote-unquote, Marxist scholars are 2,000 years behind John the Beloved. When he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and all things came into being through the Word. The Word's not just relational. It's not just a... a, 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 a identifying things it's creative the word is creative even with these late 20th century marxist scholars the world the word is creative you create new ideas you create new forces you create new powers with words that's why i go after words such as racist sexist homophobic transphobic queerphobic intolerant divisive islamophobic and most of all anti-semitic these words are not simply identifiers they are it's power it's power. They know this. John knew this. Jesus Christ is it. And so you get through a PhD program, and so these guys got nothing. They got nothing. It's all about power. And you read these scholars. Some some of them are honest. I forget the gal's name. It was a she's a feminist author, and she and she, she's very explicit. She says, "Listen, at the end of the day, there is no truth. It's all about power." The truth is whatever you want to say it is, and it's about power. It's about imposing your will on others through language. And so you create a narrative, you create the logos, you create a, 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 a narrative, and you impose that narrative on society, and they submit to it. And that's what's going on. That's what's going on through our universities, through our uh, uh, government schools. A narrative is created by the priests and prophets of the universities, the, your, your professors who profess what they believe. A professor is somebody who professes what they believe. A professor professes that which they believe to be true. Same root word as prophet, professor, prophet. These are cult leaders. University professors are cult leaders. University professors are prophets of a different religion. That's what, that's what they are. In a moment of truth, they will tell you that. And, and they will also, they, they are the high priests of this cult that we live in. If they're honest, they're telling you, some are honest and they will tell you that. They don't call themselves a cult. But those that are honest, they will tell you flat out. So look, we create a regime of words. We create a Foucauldian regime and we impose it upon our students and they in turn impose it upon uh, their students in, in, in K through 12 or at the law firm that they work at, or at their political office, or at the uh, engineering company that they work at when they say you can't be racist, sexist, homophobic, and on and on and on. That, that's what this is. It's a religious cult that we live in, and the professors are the head of the cult. That's why they call them professors. That's why they wear religious robes. The universities, every university in Christendom used to be a Christian institution. University of Notre Dame in, in America... Princeton, Yale, they trained preachers. Harvard, they trained preachers. They trained ministers of the gospel. 
And these preachers went the way of the Jews. They went the way of the Jews. I'm telling you, they went the way of the Jews. What did the Jews do? They said, you know what? We got the Word of God. We don't care about the Word of God. We're going to erect traditions over the Word of God to reinterpret it to make it more reasonable to us. Okay, this Christian church has done the same things that, that, to the Bible that the Jews did to the Law and the Prophets. Oh, I know, I know. It's early in the morning, and this is a mouthful. I know, I got it. <clears throat> the Christian church has done to the Bible what the Jews did to the Law and the Prophets. Yeah, I know what it says, but nah, we don't like that. We're going to interpret it this way. So the Christian church has an oral tradition that overrules the Word of God. Well, it can't mean that because that would be racist. It can't mean that because it would be anti-Semitic. It can't mean that because that would be irrational and logical. God's not a God of irrationality or, 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 or a lack of logic. <clears throat> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys. The Christian church has done to the Bible what the Jews did to the Bible. Oh, but we don't have it written down. It's just some oral tradition. That's what the Jews had for centuries, literally an oral tradition. You go back and you read Matthew and you read the epistles. Jesus Christ says, you know, you, you impose your traditions over the law of God. Matthew chapter 15. And you go read Paul. He says, Paul, I was more advanced in the traditions than all of my peers. It's there. It's there in black and white. There was an oral tradition opposed upon the law and the prophets by the Jews. And today, with the evangelical Christian church and the mainline church, Episcopalians, Lutherans, whoever, I know, I know, there's exceptions out there. I got that. And that's good. Remember, what, what, what was it, Elijah? Lord, am <laughs> I alone left? And the Lord says, no, you're not. Don't think it's that special. I've still left 7,000 men that have not bowed the knee to Baal, but there's a whole lot of Christian pastors who become Judean judeo-christian pastors that have bowed the knee to baal okay they've joined the fraternity of judas iscariot and sided with the jews you see them in the newspaper every day they'll come out and they'll denounce this they'll denounce that they'll denounce christian nationalism they'll, they'll because they want to be friends with the world and friends with the jews all the great universities in christendom i'm, I'm going to try to eschew the use of the word west of christendom were established to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ in their respective nations and, and around the world. And when you graduated with a degree from a university, you wore a black robe. You wore a black robe. You're now a minister. You're now a priest. You're now, you now have been indoctrinated. You've not been indoctrinated. You've been ordained. Graduation is, an, is a process of ordination by the authorities. You've been ordained, and you have been graduated, and, and you receive the authority. You re, go, read your, go read your little thing that you got, that little piece of paper you got. He has the right to all the privileges pertaining to this degree. You've, you've gone through a religious ceremony and you've been ordained to go out and carry out the precepts that you've been taught. That's what a university graduation is. It is the high priests. It is the prophets of the cult. And you go through that and you, you are ordained and you're graduated into the cult. And now you have the rights and privileges to go and teach others likewise. 
thousand years ago, not only that, 400 years ago, these, these universities taught the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go look at the models of Harvard, Veritas, Truth. Go look at the, the, the models of Yale and some of these other Ivy League schools. I don't know, Fritz is talking too fast, I'll slow down. Christian institutions. But the institutions have done what the Jews did. They said, ah, yeah, we know what it says, but we're going to interpret it this way. The church has gone the way of the Jews. Now, what the Jews did a couple centuries after the destruction of Jerusalem, God destroyed Jerusalem. God destroyed the temple. He may have used the Romans to do it. He used the Jews themselves to do it. They had their own civil war in Jerusalem in 70 A.D. The Romans stood around and watched. <laughs> Crazy Jews. And then they went in there and cleaned up. Cleaned up by finishing the burning and the murdering and, and, and the looting and the raping and the massive devastation. Jews started it. They had their own civil war going on in, in, in Jerusalem in 70 A.D. without the Romans. Destroying each other, slaughtering each other, burning each other, killing each other. The Romans are outside going, there, there, there they go, there they go again. Eventually they stood in and they finished the job. Temple's gone. Chief priests are gone. The whole institution of the line, of, of the, the, the priestly line is gone, been gone, still gone. What's left are the Pharisees. The Pharisees were not of the priestly line. They're not of the house of Levi. <clears throat> Anybody can say, oh, I'm going to be I'm going to be a Levi. And they sat like Paul sat at the feet of Gamaliel. And he gets indoctrinated into the traditions of the Jews. A couple hundred years after the destruction of the temple and the priestly line, the Jews decide to write down their traditions and precepts. That becomes the Talmud. <clears throat> Where did I learn this? I learned it from the Jews. I read what the Jews write. I learned it from the Jews. I didn't, I didn't read this. <laughs> That's what the Jews themselves say. And so they use this Talmud to interpret everything. And they say, oh, yeah, yeah, we got the Torah. We have the law. We have the prophets. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, it's the Talmud. It's the Talmud. It's the Talmud. Talmud's an evil book. It's an evil Antichrist book. Go search Talmud and see what's in the Talmud. See what the Talmud says about Jesus Christ. See what the Talmud says about all kinds of things. It's an evil book. So the church is at the stage where it, it has uh, developed its own traditions and precepts that they overrule the Word of God, what the written Word of God says. They've gone away the Jews. And the Jews recognize what the church is doing. I, I keep referring to a, a great little article very accessible, Jerusalem Post, August, uh, early August 2019. says, is the New Testament anti-Semitic? Search it. Google it. The guy writes a great article. It's 100%. I've listed it many times at bloodandfaith.com. And he says, we need to continue encouraging the Christian church to do exactly what us Jews did. They have their Holy Scriptures. They have their New Testament. It's utterly irredeemably anti-Jew, anti-Semitic, irredeemably so. But we've encouraged them to do what we ourselves have done. I said, either, either you cut that out of your Bible, and they said, we haven't been able to get them to do that yet, or you do what we've done, and you simply reinterpret it to mean something completely different. 
And he said, we've been quite successful in encouraging the church to do that. And indeed, the church has done that. They've gotten in the way of the Jews. Jews recognize it. <clears throat> Funny, I wasn't going to talk about any of this this morning. So these, these Christian institutions called universities, they used to prepare ministers of the gospel, like Harvard and Yale did, have been taken over by the cult. It still it's, remains a religious institution. The part of the religion is to say, oh, no, we're not a religion, because what they've done with religion is say, oh, religion is simply uh, what man has made up, and, and, <laughs> and they sort of pigeonhole Christianity and these ideas and say, oh, it's a bunch of nonsense. We are now the true... Uh, receptacles of truth we are the true purveyors of truth we are the true transmitters of truth in the world listen to us we are the high priests and prophets of thy religion and truth so the university professors claim for themselves oh we are the scientists we're the social scientists we're the natural scientists and they've elevated themselves their arrogance again this arrogance of the beast arrogance of the beast of daniel 7 arrogance of the beast of Revelation 13. We are the, and they write scripture, they write holy scripture, they write their academic books, they write their academic articles, they write in their academic journals. I used to have to read all that stuff. I can't even remember the names of them, but Journal of American History, that was one. Doctors have the same thing. And they're literally writing scripture. They're writing scripture. They're writing Holy Scripture, and then they'll take these articles, and then they'll compile them, and they'll make a textbook. This is your Scripture, students. Here's your textbook. Here's your Bible on whatever, geology. And uh, it, it beca it's the Scripture. It's the Holy Scripture. And, and you say, oh, we're scientists. No, 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 you're religious cult members, dude. You got your priests and prophets in the universities. They write down their holy scripture. They ordain people when they get through their bachelor's degree or their master's degree or their PhD. They become the priests and the cardinals and, 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 and the popes and the bishops of their cult. It's a religious institution. Your universities are religious institutions, and they write down their the scriptures. They write down their holy scriptures, and they, and they teach them, and they preach them, and they indoctrinate the world into them. It's an antichrist cult. It's not science. Oh, you can't say. Ever heard that? You can't say that. Oh, oh. You ever heard somebody say, hey, you can't impose your morality on that? You go to the universities. It's the, the you talk about Pharisees. You can't say that. You can't say that. You can't say that. Oh, that's racist. That's anti-Semitic. That's homophobic. That's transphobic. That's queerphobic. It's intolerant. It's divisive. <laughs> they impose your, their narrow-minded, cultic morality on the students. And they come out brainwashed. This is the world you live in. This is the world you live in. You live in a cult. And the university professors are the cult leaders. They're the high priests and prophets of this cult, of an antichrist cult. And they write their own scriptures called academic journals. They compile them into textbooks, and they teach you, and they impose their narrow-minded morality on you. You can't say this. You can't say that. And it's supposed to be a, a place where you learn, and you can teach, and you, you can explore ideas, but you can't in the university. You cannot. You can't say that. That's racist. You can't discuss that. That's anti-Semitic. It's a cult, man. I'm telling you, it's a cult. 
And they, they, they tell you what you can say, what you can't say. You think the church is bad? Pikers, pikers, pikers. Oh, the church says I can't go out with Sally. I can't hold hands with Sally. Don't impose your morality on me because I want to hold hands with Sally. And you go to these universities and you can't even say a word. You can't even say words out of your mouth because somebody's going to say you're immoral. You're immoral, Fritz. You can't say that. You're racist. And you impose their, their narrow-minded morality on people. Trying to get you to wake up. Love for the preachers to wake up. Love for this to come out of the pulpits. Love for this to come out of the pulpits. And, and, and we've, we've allowed ourselves to be pigeonholed. We've allowed ourselves to be put in this position where, oh, that's your religion. Oh, yes, it's the religion of Christianity. And we go out and we preach. We do our little clappy club. I know, I know. I'm getting, Fritz is getting excited again. Tone it down, Fritz. You go to your little clappy clubs. You go to your little clappy club. Oh, let's clap to Jesus. You get, put your hand, and, and all that's great. I'm not, am I mocking? Okay, I'm mocking. You're right, I am. But still, literally, what good are you, church, in the world? What good are you? You're, you're, you're worthless. We, myself included, have become worthless. We go to our little clappy clubs. We have a little happy sermon. We believe we're going to fly away, and the world's supposed to get worse and worse. They're, be, they're teaching trannies in grade school literally down the street from you. And you just shrug your shoulders and say, oh, I guess that's the way it is. We've become the salt that has lost its flavor. we got to wake up, man. we got to wake up and realize that we, collectively, the church, have become worthless. Our message is wrong. Our message is wrong. We've gone the way of the Jews. We, we've, we've run the Holy Scriptures through the, through the filter that the Jews gave us. You can say whatever the Bible says, as long as it's not racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, device, fan, Hispanic, or Islamophobic. And what comes out at the end? Oh, a 14-part series on the rapture. Oh, how to live with pain in your life. Oh, how to, how to, how to, excuse me, I got a little frog in my throat. I need some water. How to, you know, I don't know, how to have a happy prayer life. You know, how to have a good family. And see, and the Antichrist looks down and he goes, you guys are stupid. You guys, you guys are stupid. You just keep doing your little clappy club, have your little sermons on stuff that I don't even care about. But don't you dare transgress my commandments. Don't you dare come out and be racist, sexist, homophobic, or, or let alone touch my children and be anti-Semitic. Don't you dare do that. I don't care how much Jesus Christ said what Jesus Christ said about the Jews. Don't you dare what say what Jesus Christ said about the Jews. And the church complies. The church folds. The church bends. Oh, okay. We'll obey you, Antichrist. If you say we can't touch your children, we can't talk about your children, we can't talk about your synagogue, we won't. In fact, we'll bow down and grovel before them, and we'll act as a false prophet and tell the world that thy children are God's children. The church itself has become the false prophet. All right, I think that's a good place to stop. Fritzberger and bloodandfaith.com.